Guilty. It involves us ordering a pizza and oh, uh, I see, and, I see. and yeah, and okay. you can fill in the blanks. Um, no, I can't. But whatever. <laughs> please don't. It's gross. It goes back to camp that we never got. Uh, well, we got kicked out of. Uh, this is the Guilty Pleasures podcast, episode thirty-four. Uh, we are available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, which is an app for your smartphone. We can be found at theguiltypleasurespodcast.com on the internet. And um, let's get this out of the way. Sean, where is, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Where I'm on Twitter find? at S-U-G-A-J-A-M. That's Sugar Jam. And Scott McCricket, where can uh, people find you? Scott McSee on Twitter. And my Twitter handle is uh, Dave Martin World. And my website is DaveMartinWorld.com. Uh, this week, our topic was the SheDot Festival because we had Martha O'Neill as our guest. Oh, Martha O'Neill! Hey. What, what, what? Hey there, Martha. Uh, so this week we talked about your festival. Yes. And uh, we talked to... Uh, I think we talked to... A little bit about uh, you know why you started a festival. We talked about Joanna Downey booking festivals, and then we overall we took a break here and there. We talked about uh, you know our, our favorite female comics and, and the just evo- comics in general evolution of yeah. female comedy. And we talked a little bit about radio and stuff because you are. Where, where can people find you on the on the morning? I'm on the doing morning shows 105.9 the region. It's uh, a radio station up in New York region, but you can get us in uh, upper part of Toronto certainly, and we're on the web uh, 105.9 the region.com. There's a listen live button. So if you're up early. <laughs> you have a Twitter? I have a number of Twitters. Uh, oh, my personal Twitter is Martha underscore O'Neill with two L's. Um, I also have the SheDot Festival, which is at SheDot Festival. Um, and 105.9 The Region is the other one. And um, I'm, the, I'm all about the social media. And the SheDot Festival runs from May, April 30th, 30th to May 3rd. Yep. And tickets can be get the Well, gotten. they're not. Yeah, the uh, Margaret Cho <laughs> tickets are through Ticketmaster, and they're available now. Uh, we're just going to get the uh, we're going to get our uh, festival lineups sorted. So in about a week or two, hopefully, at Comedy Bar. Through okay. our website. We'll have a link on our website, uh, SheDotFestival.com. And then, yeah, then people can uh, well, uh, tune into the Twitter, and then you yeah. can find Everything that's going on uh, with the SheDot Festival, which is in its second year. Second it? year, yes. Now we can say second annual because somebody last year was like, you can't say first annual. Until you do it. Uh, until you do a second year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're very excited. And, and uh, yeah. That's a pretty big get. I mean, second year, and you got Margaret Cho coming on board. Yeah, I know. What are we going to do next year? Well, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. That's, that, that's Hologram just, Joan Rivers. <laughs> that's the thing about, like, the, the, the wealth of female comics is so great now. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it wouldn't be that tough to, no, to and, book another famous comic. And, you know, we're, we only grew the gala. We didn't grow the, the showcase that much. So next year, we're hopefully going to grow the showcase level and have more venues. As much as I love Comedy Bar, hopefully we'll spread out a bit. And, um, yeah. And the, and the more female comics that you showcase and, and give a spotlight to them, the more they can become eventual mm-hmm. stars and bigger names. Yeah, People it's exciting. come it's out exciting. to see directly them as well. There's a lot of time. All right. Well, thank you for coming, Martha. Thanks, Martha. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You're uh, the best. This is episode 34, and uh, take it away, Jamila. <laughs> Guilty pleasure. It's the Guilty Pleasures Podcast. TV Junk Food. With your hosts, Dave Martin, Sugar Jam, and Scott McCricker. Yeah, Daddy. This week, we're talking women in comedy with co-founder of the SheDot Festival and stand-up comedian, Martha O'Neill. 
in Toronto, Canada. Yeah, uh, so your James Brown story, what's that? Do you really want to hear it? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I... <laughs> He was doing the whole weekend, matinee and evening, both Saturday and Sunday. And uh, so he was around. His, he had a giant entourage. You know, some of these bands had giant entourages. Right. And I was told to call him Mr. Brown, and unless he wanted to, you know, talk to me, you know, whatever. And he had a backup singer named Martha Hart. I think her name was. Her name was Martha. And Martha's a very unusual name. So half the weekend, you'd hear, Martha! Martha! And both of us would come running, because we're, we're, <laughs> usually, we're usually the only Marthas in his world. But after this, I think it was a Saturday matinee, um, oh, a little side note. You, you remember the, the the clown band? They were sort of university music students who would dress up as clowns, and they'd entertain the kids with you know roll out the barrel. But right. They were serious musician students, or music students. And kids uh, love roll the barrel. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe, <laughs> take, I can't take think a of one. Star. Yeah, old World War II pub songs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can't think of whatever. You know, family maybe not World War II. The wheels on the bus or Thank something you. like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Skimory dinky dinky whatever. Uh, so they but anyway so. That's just, you need to know, and their dressing room was backstage at the Forum as well. So, right. uh, after the first show, uh, James Brown was sitting on a bench outside of uh, his dressing room, and it was kind of a, Sean knows, it was a, like an area trucks could drive into. It wasn't yeah. very glamorous. Yeah. But he was sitting on the bench there, and I'm running around doing my, my stuff. I think I had a deli tray in my hand. I'm running off somewhere. And he's like, Mother! Mother! Come here! <laughs> I'm like, oh, so he said, sit down. He's so I'm sitting, he wants, sit down, sit right here. He said, like, how old are you, girl? How old are you, girl? Yeah, yeah. 23, 24, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm like 19 or eight, however old I was, you know. And uh, he said, guess how old I am? It was all about, uh, you know. And I said, I knew exactly. I had the, um, the writer. Right. Said, guess how old I am? Guess how old I am? I'm like, I don't know, 40? <laughs> and he's like, I'm 54. I'm 54 years old and I'm in good shape. Did you see me out there for two hours? I was dancing. I was singing for two hours. Nobody else. Nobody else. And he's yelling at me, but it was amazingly funny. And he's like, I got three more shows and I will be fine. I will be fine. And uh, the, meanwhile, the clown band comes in on their break. But so there's sweaty 19-year-old uh, university students. Yeah. Like you saying how hot it was, right? Yeah. Uh, Sean, uh, Scott, you were saying how hot it was. And, and like makeup just dripping, just dripping down their face. And they're walking towards me and James Brown. I don't think they speed see James Brown yet. Then they come and they to a full stop in front of us, stunned that James Brown is standing, <laughs> sitting right there. And he's like, "Hey, boys, what are you? Are you clowns? Or are you musicians?" <laughs> they're like musicians. They go well, play us a song then. And then they just this is their moment. This they're gonna they're gonna audition in front of James yeah. Brown. So sweat and makeup, and they are playing their hardest like R and B jam. And and he's clapping his hands, and I've got this sweaty deli tray, and I got this, I'm like, this is the weirdest, most awesome. And and then it ended, and nobody like it was weird. He clapped, I couldn't because I had the and the, it was like just done, and I. I, I think I think I kind of maybe ruined the moment. But I said that was fucked up, but I didn't. It was that's my James Brown story. That was fucked up. Really did was, you have to? Uh, <laughs> that was fucked up. Yeah. Hey Martha, do you like white women? <laughs> I do too. He had one of those old hair dryers. You know those hair dryers that uh, that women sat under in the fifties. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he looks like you're going to launch into in space. His, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he wearing a jumpsuit and cape too while he's sitting on the bench? Just... No, no. He was just like in a t-shirt. I can't remember. Maybe a robe. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, it was before he went wow. to jail for beating up his wife. Was did he was it, band? Oh, sorry. Yeah, did just, he go? To, did he go to jail for beating up his wife, or was that the the crazy car chase that he went on? No, uh, this is the the beating up the wife, and she was there. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, well stand by number, your man. There were a number of... They could have picked any number of things. And then, yeah. okay, here's a nice blue boat. I was talking about being in Vegas. Uh, last time I was in Vegas, two years ago, I was doing an open mic, and uh, there was a woman at the bar saying that she was James Brown's ex. I'm like, no, no, I've met Adrian. Adrian's much older. Anyway, she was the next ex, and oh. she was the mother of his kid. What was her name? Oh, and I was like, how, how is it possible that I would meet James Brown's widow? Like, right. fi- like, why is James Brown haunting me? Because <laughs> he likes white women. And do, you, do, you, <laughs> do you love uh, James Brown's music? I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, rush out to listen. Well, to I it. just saw a documentary about him, and, uh, and another not so great thing about it. There's a lot of great things about him, mm-hmm. but he also he didn't pay his band well. It's one of those typical stories where yeah. the guy, the drummer who invented the hip hop beat that everyone uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Net, was, didn't even get paid for the session that he recorded it wow. at. You know, like they, they, he didn't treat he treated his band uh, very badly. I wow. Think. I think he always had the attitude that it was just a privilege to play with James Brown, yeah. whether you got yeah. paid or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's not. I mean, that's something to do with his ego. But um, I mean, maybe. I mean, after a while, you know, you see enough documentaries about enough artists, and you sort of like wonder. Well, I mean. There's a certain amount of people that maybe they're just born with that kind of ego, and then there's people that just sort of collectively get that ego after just getting so much smoke blowing (laughs) up their ass and being surrounded by enough people that are just going to constantly be like, well, you're the best. After a while, you're like, maybe I'm the best. Or it's a defense mechanism to, uh, he thinks he's not the best, but if he says it enough, then people will believe it. Yeah, like uh, Joseph Goebbels said that. (laughs) (laughs) Where are we going? It's going going light than dark, light than dark. No, I'm just... That's, you know, that's that's, that's not an unheard of tactic for getting people on. Your so you're gonna, you're going to have to de- deal with some egos at the uh, festival. Yeah, well, we, we only have and... one celebrity, and so far she's been amazing. We have Margaret Cho booked. I bet she's amazing. She's, she's so far. Great. I haven't spoken to her. I'm interviewing her next week for my radio station. Oh wow, great! Because I've I've made it so not that like, she's like, can I be on the region? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like my festival, my guest. I'm working. That's gonna... uh, that's the flamethrower 105.9. The region. The region. What is the region? What region it is, is it? York Region. York Region. York region it's okay. a new station. We're only about a year and a bit old. Uh, December, we went on air last in 13. And it serves, the goal is to serve York Region. So Markham, Richmond Hill, Vaughan, Aurora, New Market. It's a huge 1.2. And you do the morning show? I've moved to morning. So. How's that getting up? Uh, it, I was I on afternoons. That. I'm 4.30. <gasps> I know. 4.30, that, that's when you start? No, air? that's when I have to get up. I, have, yeah. I get, okay. we get on the air at, at 6. Yeah. But um, I have to come. And But it's, I was on afternoon drive. And it was perfect. It was three. Three till seven, I could still get down to shows. It was a bit trickier, but I could still get down and do comedy, you know. Uh, but now it's like this is how I'm living my life. I had a three-hour nap before I came here because I get up at four thirty, then I come home and do some work um, on the festival or just life, and then I nap for the afternoon, and then I. It's like a siesta. Right, and then I go to bed like midnight again. Do you wake up speaking Spanish? No. <laughs> why would that? Well, there's tapas. That there's always... I heard that. It's true. It's in the medical books. So if you have a siesta, you wake up speaking Spanish. And eating tapas. I'm not a doctor. And eat, yes. But did you do a podcast? Did you podcast at all before the I, radio gig? That's how gig? I got my radio gig. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Well, shit. I'm sorry, because I was on your yes, the Joke Merchants I'm, show. Yeah, it was Joke Merchants. And remember at that uh, studio we used to do it in? At Paul, at Paul Mighty. Mighty. Um, and I was really enjoying that. I was doing that, because I was just, you know, 
know, I just was kind of getting sick of waiting for shit. Can we swear on this? We can. Oh yeah. That. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'm sitting with you guys. Sensor. I assume yes. <laughs> um, waiting for my own stuff to happen, and I thought, you know, what? I'm going to do this because I was a guest on a lot of podcasts. I was a guest on Ron Sparks had one. Dean Young. We did Ron Sparks. Remember that? Remember that? Disaster? Oh God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious disaster. Hilarious disaster. But I've been down there a few times because of that, and uh, the guy who ran Puddle Mighty Mike Wixon, he and I kind of struck up a friendship, and and uh, I was supposed to, I was scheduled actually to interview um, a couple of our friends, and it kept getting put off and off. And so I finally phoned him. I said, what's going on? Paul Almighty was shutting down. But Mike said, he's got this new radio gig. And did I want to do radio? And I'm like, well, sh- I don't know how, why, what? But I'm like, I say yes to everything. Yeah, yeah you have to you know? in this business. You do. Yes. 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 It's yeah. like, yeah, it's like Tinder. You just say yes to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like improv. Yes, yeah. and. Exa- yes, and. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and that opened some crazy doors. And right. um, that actually, it came to fruition. And, and, um, and the podcast had kind of, has kind of just time-wise, because then the festival was also something I'd started. But I mean, I know a lot of comics will either create a, a festival or produce their own show you you to get do. more stage time. We're in Canada, you know what I mean? And yeah, and also just to be busy in an industry that we love. And I don't work for Yaks, and I'm not casting aspersions on anyone who does, but um, being an independent, you really have to hustle even more for your for your yeah. gigs. You know, I've got a family, and it, so this is, this is something I've always wanted to do. I've wanted to just make something happen and um, there's a few women's festivals happening in the states and I've been involved in a few festivals in the states and I like the model the showcase model okay so it's the you know eight comics on a show Mm -hmm. I decided to have sketch improv and storytelling because I thought it's a festival of funny women not just funny stand-ups right that's good so um, yeah so last year we we kind of closed our eyes and jumped in and and it turned out to be so much fun and who are the other uh, Uh, Becky Bays Anna Gustafson and uh, Karen O'Keefe right all comics yes and all friends of mine. And I, I didn't know Anna as well, but I'd worked with her on the Canadian Comedy Awards, and I knew we had a similar work style, and I liked her a lot. She rides a bike a lot, doesn't she? Yeah, she teaches spin classes. She's very fit. Um, and Does Karen, that make you mad? A little. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But it was fun to watch her in Vegas. She <laughs> indulged, and it was, it was good fun. And Karen O'Keefe, I've just gotten to know over the years, and she's so even-tempered and lovely. And Becky, I've known since improv, since uh, right. Second City days. Bad dog. Uh, Second City, we were in conservatory together. Oh, okay, right. And uh, she's just one of my good buds. And so I thought, you know, I, I couldn't do it alone. But then they all said yes. I don't think any of us knew what we were getting into. And um, But yeah, we had we set, the comedy bar is where we have our main our main time. Like we, are, like we did 12 shows at the comedy bar last year. And um, I think it was eight of them sold out, and uh, the other three were really well attended. And then we had a gala at the um, on Queen here at uh, the Opera House, and that was less well attended than I'd hoped. And it was a lot of lessons learned. I mean, we'd want I mean, it was still well attended, right? But we had um, we were trying to raise some money for Joanne Downey, who we all love and adore, right? And, and um, she's suffering from ALS. Yes, people are li- who uh, you know, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a, a Toronto comic that ran Spirits Bar and Grill. One of the like, I think Toronto's. If not the country's longest running open mic, mm-hmm. and it's been around for sixteen. Something like that. You were there the first maybe. night too, weren't you? I don't know if I was there the first night uh, that she hosted, because there was another guy that hosted uh, for a couple of weeks before she did. Right. And then I think, well, you know, I mean, Joanna describes it. There's a, there's a documentary about spirits, mm-hmm. their tenth year anniversary. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. But she mm-hmm. basically says uh, that I think that she was at her book club and she went for a pint and yeah, there she wasn't these, even a comic. She was like working. In an office, and right, but I mean, there's a certain point where all of us aren't comics, and we grab a mic at some point. And but for her, I don't think it was even a. This is my understanding; it wasn't even a conscious thing. She was just so frustrated by this guy who wasn't hosting. Right? Well. Yeah, and I think I think well, I think enough friends tell you that you're funny, and then you should try it, and then mm. you then you give it a shot. <laughs> and she's one of the great women comics in Canada, and 
it breaks my heart every day. So, well, I mean, for just someone who's so generous with her time and you know with her it laugh just, and her funny a, and was, a, a presence too, a personality mm-hmm. that yeah, you know, she had something to say and was big in her laugh and everything. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just she always also brought on comp. Like I, I did stand up for about six months, and she was one of the people that you know brought me up on stage. Yeah, gave me some great I mean, great we, we all have things that we hold against her. I mean, that being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I saw no. you. I remember. I remember you were there. Uh, really? Yeah, I remember seeing you. So, so yeah, well, it's not, it wasn't the you know it's not something I, I after a while I was like why am I doing this so I but I do too many things anyway so I was like yeah. oh, you know maybe I'll leave that to the stand ups but but you know she was really encouraging to anyone yeah. who wanted to yeah. uh, to give it a try yeah. you know but, but people can always go to her website joannadenny.com yeah. and, and, uh, and, and and donate, donate. to her so mm-hmm. now why didn't you just start a comedy festival why did it why did it have to be uh, uh, an all-female one for two reasons. Uh, we already have JFL forty-two here. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's only. I mean, that's been coming here for three years. Yeah, but I only started this last year, and, right. and the, the thought. I mean, it wasn't. It's not like I've been thinking about this for ten years. You know, JFL forty-two, and that's thriving. That's great. And um, uh, North by Northeast had a comedy segment as well. So I did that one. So I just, I don't know. I just, I like the niche of it. Yeah. And um, I was doing an interview last year with somebody, and I, I like. I kind of decided this is by t- by time all women festival kind of takes the gender out of it in a weird way uh like when you go to a show um it's eight women um we themed the shows up just to like you know she mom she lbt she clean pg you know um but you kind of just look at eight comics and you decide who your favorite was based on their content based on their style not based on oh the the girl was funny do you know what i mean like right well i mean i think with every festival they always you know they always give themselves a pat on the back when they're sort of like we have a woman's night yeah and then i mean you kind of with a with an all-female festival you take the novelty of being a woman on a comedy festival out of it exactly and it's just here's an entire showcase for women yeah which i think is great uh I, i have no problem with it i know a lot of well, what do you what do you say to the comics that are sort of like, uh, well, I mean, female comedy comedy festivals and all female shows are nice, but when people say, but I want to be on the same show with the guys and 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 be in there with the the boys and be able to compete on on just a comedy level. Um, I haven't heard too much blowback, really. I mean, my attitude is, don't submit them. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but uh, I think most women are kind of enjoying because it, it is. Uh, I mean, I don't want to bemoan the fact, but it is a bit trickier being a woman on, in in um, in the comedy world and to have the support. That, like, to, it's we kind of have to have each other's backs, and this is kind of a big way of having each other's backs well, did more you, than anything. Did yeah, you, I would like to have their fronts. See, that's why. You know, uh, but uh, <laughs> the, um, the reason. But you know, my, like, because uh, uh, I live with a woman in comedy, so, <laughs> so I, I live it. You know, yeah. so. But she has her like uh, a gang of female comics, yeah. and and there's times where I've been upset because they'll do something fun, and I'll be like, "Can't I come?" She's like, "No," <laughs> and I'm like, "It's not even a show. It'll just be like, how come I can't come yeah. and hang with the the gals?" But she's like, "Cause." We have to deal with you guys all the time, and this is our time for mm-hmm. us. You know, well, so, I mean, there's, there's you know. a camaraderie amongst uh, uh, women, and, yeah. and uh, now I don't know if. Like if 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 the, like okay, let's say the, the there was a situation where you were in like you were out with like four like three of your girlfriends so there's four women and mm-hmm. there's one guy. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think that like 
oh, maybe we shouldn't say this because there's a guy in the room. Or, like, do you ever hold back on on, on no. things that you say? Not me personally, no. No, because I think, I think every once in a while, like, if there's a bunch of guys out and then there's one woman, oh, yes. sometimes guys will be like, oh, I was going to say a nasty yeah, comment, but I, no, I won't because there's one girl here, which a lot of women comics might think that's sexist because why should I? Why was the problem? But, yeah. And, I, you know, I've, one of my things, I've always been kind of one of the guys. Like, I worked on a fishing show for a year. I was a cameraman on a fishing show many years ago. Bob Azumi's real fishing show, and uh, I'd wow. love to see. I would love to see your resume because it's just incredible. I know, I'm crazy. So I know what a weird so, life. Eh? I like James Brown to have a fishing show. That'd be interesting. Wouldn't that be great? Good God, give me a fish. But but so but we'd be sorry. I'm sorry, but we'd be on the road, and I could hear them censoring themselves. Like it would be the, all the guys and me. Right. I was the only woman. And I remember once we were out in Nova Scotia, and we were staying in a like a. a cabin and we all had bedrooms in the cabin and the ceiling only went three quarters high so there was a gap and I could hear there all the guys so I went to bed and all the guys in the living room and the minute I shut the door they started farting making dirty jokes like they've been holding it in the whole time holding in the farts and I'm like I, I, I'm like and, and the dirty jokes and the the you know that right. kind of fun and I'm like I'm like I can hear you and I'm like and later I, the next day I said guys you don't have to Censor yourself to me, but I really there is that sense of it. Well, I mean, and, and I just I think it's, it's like a cross between just being polite and Isn't that funny. Eh? I know yeah, it is weird, but I th- well, I think even now more than ever because uh, I think uh, you know people uh, and, and men probably more so are taking a task so much from what more what they say and and it's just because there's a whole group of people yeah. out now that almost look to be offended. Yeah, and PC um, world of it. Yeah, but when you're dealing with women comics, do you still do you find Not, I mean, a a little bit, but definitely not as much as if I was with some civilian, but also because I know that, like, (laughs) I've I've called them civilians too, all the civilians, yeah. Well, because, I mean, but I mean, you can't really, like, I mean, but like Scott said it before, that, like, you know, comics can only relate, can relate to other comics on a certain level, Mm -hmm. that you just can't uh, with someone that just works exclusively in an office. we can say things to each other that that you think that you guys aren't going to... I mean, if I can shock one of my buddies, one of my female or male comic buddies, then they shouldn't be in comic. If I, you know, I, they, come on. There's. But it also, it is for like a, a, as a male comic when you hear a female comic say something raunchy, it is such a relief too because yeah. then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, now, well, now I can be myself. A but little there is more. A, an old boys network, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. In the comedy world, in both improv and yeah. stand up. And you know, I was involved with improv for many, many years. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that's you know, in some ways, that's almost harder because then it happens on stage. The mm-hmm. exclusion. Yes. And and the stereotyping happens right on stage. And they've decided before th- whether they think you're worthy or not. So, yeah, you, the shows you get. That's one thing. Imp- coming from an improv background, and, and Sean, you'll maybe know what I'm talking about, is the shows you get were, were deigned by other people. It was hard to put together an improv show. You need a yeah. gang. You need. So when I did stand-up, I only did, actually, my nine-year anniversary of stand-up is like somewhere around, around now. I took a class, uh, stand-up for improvisers. Don't judge. Okay. Uh, Don Whitwell. Don Whitwell at Second City. You had money to throw away. That's that's pretty (laughs) much Well, for me, it was more about um, just wanting to try stand-up once. And by having a class show, I thought, okay, that'll get me on the stage. And maybe I'll learn. And, And... Whatever I did it, and I, but I thought I'd hate it because of the improv. I love the the camaraderie, and it turns out um, I got a paid gig from the first from the student. I don't like I'd never paid an improv ever, right? And and then suddenly I was in a world where I could control my own 
shows, my right. bookings. Yeah, I see what you mean. I, I see what you mean. Uh, and it, with Lisa Merchant, she did March of Dames mm-hmm. Festival for about 10 years. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't, I was in England, I think, during those years. Oh, I, didn't, okay. I, I, I was in England for the 90s. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll have to hear about that as well. I was, I was in a cloud of smoke. <laughs> we won't get into that. So honestly, it, um, I didn't know much about her, her March of Dames uh, festival until it, i started yeah, on my own yeah 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 no I, well i mean it's it's over uh now but uh but it was i mean she would say that you know you get tired of of being the mother or the whore or the girlfriend yeah and and you know she when it was just women on stage improvising they could do whatever they wanted yeah. and go wherever they wanted and not have be yeah. pinned down by what all the guys on the stage want them for to sure do. see i was I, I mean maybe that's just the the biased stand-up in me but i always would think that would be that improv would be more inclusive as far as uh, bringing females in because you need comedic actresses to com- to have a scene. Yeah, and well, there and, are certainly and, more women in improv and sketch. Than right, and and, and, and uh, you know, and, and stand up wise, it's just one person on the stage, so being funny, so it doesn't matter as much if they're male or female. But I mean, have you ever seen that movie uh, Wisecracks? No, it was it's like all about female comics. Oh, really? And yeah, it's from I think the mid '80s or something. Like oh that. wow! I must look it up. Yeah, yeah, she is. And like Jenny Jones and Jenny yeah, Jones was I've actually seen that. Yeah, yeah. And well, I mean, there's a part where uh, what's the one? It's like the Wayne's sister. Um, Kim. Yeah, maybe Kim Wayne's. And she says that when a guy goes up on stage, there's a, there's an assumption that he's going to be funny. And when a woman goes up on stage, she still has to prove herself a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Like, do you oh, still absolutely. do you still find that? Because I think that's yeah. I think that image is shedding a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of discussion. Obviously, almost too much in the past couple of years. Christopher Hitchens wrote that, ar- that article and um, in Vanity Fair, and that really kind of started making people loud about it. Women aren't funny, whatever. Um, but as a female comic, you do hear it when you walk up the stage. Oh God, it's a woman! Like I've heard it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and afterwards, I can't even tell you. At least once a night on a club week, I'll hear. I'll have one audience member come up and say, "You know, I didn't. I didn't." I don't like women comics, but you were really funny. Well, you were really but, funny. Well, Ellen said that too about God, but the reason is because she wasn't talking about her period and boyfriends and mm-hmm. stuff that generally women would talk about. She was talking about every, like, being funny and generally. Well, and, and and I think there's a misconception that women talk about their periods and boyfriends. Uh, I know two <laughs> comics yeah. that talk. I mean, honestly, in Toronto, Dave, you can back me up. You know, I know two comics who talk about their periods on stage. Oh, I guess. I guess, but I mean, I still think. I still think that like a material about your period can be funny. Sure, and boyfriends, um, guys talk about their girlfriends and their ma- their wives and their you know. Right. I mean, I, I also think too. It's just it's 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 all about how you do the material. But I mean, I I'm trying to actually honestly think of like where that reputation and yeah. who set that standard of like. Talking I think about it's a mat- fear that guys are fearful we're going to talk about icky things they don't want to hear about. It's more than the reality. Like, and I, it's funny because I just remember growing up with Carol Burnett and, oh, and Joan Mary Rivers, and it's like and, that's yeah. all I remember is funny women mm-hmm. growing up on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know where the, the Christopher Hitch... You know what it is? He's an atheist. You know what? Atheists aren't funny either. That's what I have to say about him. So, uh, well, I, well, I'm I, starting I, my atheist festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that about atheists. Yeah. I, think, I think that's more Christopher Hitchens and him just being a bit... No, but I mean, it's just but like, it's where been... does it come from? It's so ridiculous. Well, uh, wasn't Christopher Hitchens' thing was that... Um, that that women are always seen to be the more responsible gender, and we don't always like to see. Uh, I mean, he kept on referring to like men. It's acceptable for uh, a man to be 
a, a goofball and he could fall around, fall down, and 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 and. You know, he, he can be a jackass, but then he can also still be respectable, and we don't always want to see a woman be a jackass. I, well, he, I, and I, I may be like misremembering, but I think he kind of threw back evolutionary things, like the man has to win the woman over um, because the woman has to provide the babies and all that stuff, and and you know, women don't need to be funny to win a mate. Right. Well, it's like the peacock and the the colors and all that stuff. Man yeah, needs but, everything, but I, I don't know. I, and that you know, half the audience, or more than half the audience, is often young women. Oh, oh, young women. Okay. In, in, in so, is it something stand-up. that some women also uh, have uh, a, a re- yeah. some residual of this? Uh, yeah, sexism? I've had a lot of girls come up to me after. It's more women than men will say. I don't. I don't usually find women comics funny. Really, really funny. Because yeah. well, I think they've been. Tra- I mean, I, I hate saying the word that yeah. they've been just trained, because but I mean that's all that they've seen for so long mm-hmm. are, are just are, are guy comics and 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 you know I think uh, women comics are definitely being more celebrated now more than ever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but also, I think women also are allowed to be a lot more raunchy on stage. If you can pull it off. I mean, I don't know how, how raunchy I could pull off because of just the way my age and the way I look. But then, you know, the some of the younger, sort of hipper comics can... I, well, Joan Rivers, to, Joan Rivers was pretty raunchy. She was. Right up yeah. un, until the end. Yeah. Like, right now, I don't even think fashion police can survive without Joan. Yeah, well, they got Kathy Griffin, so yeah, she's, she's, she's great. not a bad... Um, she's great. Somehow, the show doesn't work quite as well. It's like mm-hmm. people are more forgiving of Joan Rivers, I mm-hmm. think, maybe. Get away with it. Well, because, because of her age and Because of her age, yeah. 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 But I, I just, I think, too, it's like, uh, I mean, I think, like, comics like Amy Schumer and... Uh, um, Margaret Cho and Margaret Cho and, and the, Sarah Silverman. And, yeah, and, and just yeah, and, and I guess when Sarah Silverman, Chelsea Handler. There's also Sarah and, Silverman and, so. and, Char- and Chelsea. <laughs> I, and I think uh, I think the, the raunchier that females get, the more that we sort of like see them. Uh, I think because I guess we associate guy comics as being yeah. as raunchy yeah. and, and dirty. Yeah, and, and uh, like, do you have a dirty show on yes. your thing? Uh, she unleashed. Uh, we call it. Yeah, yeah, and we're adding two shows this year. And we're trying to find. Clever little uh, themes for them. It just seems easier for the audience to at least know what they're. We have a uh, she PG, she unleashed, she LBT, um, uh, she sassy. That was one we just threw in there because we had <laughs> we didn't need it. She mom, uh, sketch, improv, storytelling. Um, do you have a she he and for transgender? We do, we do actually have two transgendered comics this oh, year. Awesome! Yeah, one well, from awesome. Denver, one from Toronto. Well, I think I think also too because um, female Denver. comics didn't have a reputation of being raunchy. That mm-hmm. once that wall was sort of broken down, mm-hmm. I think that's when they sort of the guys were a lot more, more willing to accept them too. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I don't know. It's it's an interesting evolution to me. And you know, every guy comic I've ever worked with or known has been nothing but respectful and 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 good to me and like I have no reason to I have no hate on for a guy ever I, I got a bit of grief from one of our mutual friends after the festival last year like why don't you let guys on I'm like well, dude come on man I, well but, you know like it's like Boston women in comedy do have guys in their festival which perplexes me but I that's their decision um, and he said well, Boston women and I was like well okay that's then it. go to Boston man yeah but I don't maybe a male MC as a spice it up. No, they had spots. But Chippendale's guy. That'd be good. That, 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 that'd be down for that. Not, that's not, a, not that's funny, objectifying but... men, and I find that offensive. <laughs> Me too. And adorable. But the... I wish be objectified. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried. Please, all life. objectify me. <laughs> um, well, actually, my friend Becky, my co-producer Becky Bates, went down to women, and, and she had two guys oh, like at the beginning of her show. like They were just like in the lineup. It was very strange to me. But... Um, I, I don't mind that. There's one show in town that does have, has like all women, and then they have a token, token male. Yeah. And but here, here's why I just said no guys. 
we had a few guys who do drag acts asked. I'm like, no, unless you're transgendered, like unless you're, you know, uh, I had to, I just had, first of all, I just had to draw a line. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. sort of have, well, okay, maybe. Uh, but this friend of ours, uh, he was saying, well, uh, you know, you should have some guys. Like, why should I have guys? You know, he's a good guys have helped you along the way. I'm like, who, who's helped me? Who's who's well, helped me? Other than the three of us. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. We'll see how well that. Yeah, goes. And, well, and like the Jason Lawrence, who has absolute comedy, he's worked with me since the clubs opened, and 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 I did ask him to be on a panel. So, uh, but it's hard in our, our small community to make certain decisions and, and whatever. But, well, I, mean, I think if any male comic has any issue with you, it's probably because there's a chance that you're going to go on stage and do better. Than them, <laughs> I mean that. I mean that's but a, a guy serious. could do that as well. Yeah, so. and that's why guy. Yeah. That's why guy comics don't like other guy comics. It's we're also of, that's why we always want to be like, hey, can somebody uh, before you bring me on? Can you bomb for a while? Yeah, that's why. That's what it's, I know. It's like as much as we like to ride someone else's wave, then we also fear of just and, and then not being able to follow them. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it, I mean. That's kind of what it comes down to. But that's and, not even a male female thing. That's a that's a comic thing. Yeah, but I, I think that I mean for me, it's it's a sense of relief and it's. Sort of, uh, I think it just makes the show a little bit more interesting if there's at least uh, you know, one or two, at least you know one or two, three female comics on a show of eight because it's sort of like after a while you sort of like it's another guy talking, another guy talking, well, a young white guy too, which is like there's all that seem to be in their twenties with beards. I don't know what's going on with the beards, guys. <laughs> I'm well, I got two of the two. We of you. started off with beards. So, yeah, you guys, you set the uh, trend. We were and we grew to beards. As yeah, well. no, you guys set the trend. I'm not saying, but the young, you know, the young guys. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. The pre hipster hipsters. Yeah, that's right. Well, and, and they're getting commercials too, which I like because then maybe mm. they'll hire me to be in a commercial too. Because yeah. a lot of times people are like, oh my God, you've got a beard. That's not good for an actor. So now everyone has beards. So, yeah, uh, it's interesting. It's a really interesting trend that all the young guys. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't like to. I mean, it's almost worse to see eight. 25-year-old guys, even if they each have something so desperately different to say, that's first of all. But they don't really. They don't. No. (laughs) I mean, I've seen, I I mean, I've worked for Humber College and things Mm. like that, and I've seen what happens when you put a a class of, let's say, 36 guys and four women and Mm -hmm. then watch what they do on stage. It's Mm -hmm. pretty frightening. I mean, it's it's depressing. Well, you talk about what you know, and when you're 18, 19, 20, you don't know. It's all sketches about how they hate their mom and how they hate their girlfriends. And then, it was it's just such a nightmare, and then I would go to these showcases where it's all guys in their early twenties, and mm-hmm. it's just like, oh god, another rape joke, another pedophile <laughs> yeah. joke. Trying to be different, trying to be edgy. They're to all be... doing. They're you all could just, doing Sean, that. you could just say me. I, I mean, I... <laughs> Did you went to Humber College, right? Uh, I, I don't, well, I mean, I went there when it was a week long program. Oh, okay, all right. And it so. was like back, it was pre nine eleven, so it doesn't care. But yeah, it, it, after a while, it's like <laughs> that's exactly what they're doing. They're like, hey, you know what? I bet no one ever does rape and pedophile jokes, and then they go up. And it's like, yeah, okay, great, another. And that is hey, part of pedophile would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but that is how you learn too, is, is finding your voice and all that stuff. It takes a long time to find out who you are. But um, some of these, you know, like even the young girls. I'm not saying the young girls are exempt from this, especially now in this generation. That pressure to be to be tough, to be cool, to be hip. Um, they're maybe up there trying stuff that maybe wouldn't work. And on your panels, do some of the stuff we discussed. Well, last year we did. We had an industry panel, which was all men, interestingly, and that was not any sort of statement. It just came down to I asked a couple. I asked a couple women. uh, They were unable to do it, and. but really, the industry is made up of predominantly men. Yeah, and and it was not. But it, it was. I wanted the best information for the people, right? So we had um, right. Andrew Clark um, uh, moderated it, and uh, we had Mark Breslin, um, Jeff Biederman from Spun Out. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Gary Rideout, uh, Ben Miner from SiriusXM, also a great comic, and oh, uh, Glenn Sumi. 
And, oh, okay. um, but he's like the only um, comedy critic in town. Right. Um, right. Ben runs uh, Canada Laughs, or at least he's one of the exact, you know, the big producers there. He doesn't run it. So he's like the program director. He's like Canada the program Laughs. director, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gary Ryder has a great comedy club. You know, so it wasn't, we tried to get, um, as I say, some women, but to me it didn't even, it didn't even seem weird, but I got a bit of flack for that. Mark Breslin wrote a, an article in the Post and made a kind of snide comment, but whatever. It wasn't. He was on your panel and he made a snide comment. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. that's his thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then we had a movers and shakers panel, sort of um, women who we're kind of seeing doing cool things. Um, uh, Barb Haynes, who was writing for um, Spun Out, we had L- Lauren Ash, who was in. She was on that uh, ABC sitcom at the time. A fun night or fun super fun night, super fun night. Heidi Brander, who was writing for Twenty Two Minutes. Um, uh, Megan Fraser, who published a, a tweet book with some colleagues. Um, um, yeah, she's hilarious. She's great. And her, her tweets. She's on are the festival. Hilarious. She's yeah. on the festival this year. Um, so it was. So this year we're thinking. Uh, you know, we're trying to think like what we're thinking of. And I don't know if we'll be able to pull, put together the uh, experts we want, but a a how to get into shit panel. How yeah. to get into shit. Okay. You know what I mean? Like how to submit, how to how to um, audition, how to uh, what producers and uh, bookers are looking for. That's kind of and that seems because we we ask people what they want to learn. How, how about how to stir up the shit? Can you? Have a <laughs> I don't think we need a panel on that. <laughs> noticed, yeah, yeah, sure. But like getting noticed and how do you like? Because right. there's no like, even already uh, with this festival, I already had a few emails and kind of notes saying how how come I didn't get in? Why what was wrong with my tape? And it's often not what's wrong with your tape; it's what's right with other people's stuff. Isn't that, isn't that the most annoying? question like even like from a producer's point oh, yeah. like whether you're putting on a festival or even a live show when people call you and say why not me yeah do they feel yeah well, it's, it's, but, but i mean sorry but it's just it's like hey people ask why not me but but the thought never goes through the person's head of uh well maybe this is probably the sh- worst question to ask mm-hmm. and when you book the festival next year you're probably not going to be like oh who that person that called and complained and made me feel like a total shit because I didn't book them. Well, well, I'll book that person this time. I mean, you want to book people that A, are funny and B, are enjoyable to work with mm-hmm. and that you might want to sit back after the show and have a drink with. We, we, so it's like those, when someone's like, well, why, not, why am I not yeah, involved? And online, kind of embarrassing me online a little bit. I mean, nothing made, nothing I can't handle, but it was like, well, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Like some of the women who submitted and didn't get in volunteered. And and they had a great attitude, and, and I love that. Or some of the people who, who we offer, we offer everyone because we do have a, a submission fee, which yeah. is also new to Canada. Like not a lot of like, why are you? But it was twenty bucks for two months, like for the first two months. Then it was thirty bucks a month. Then the last week it was forty bucks, just one week. And uh, like American festivals are seventy fifty to seventy five U S. Right, whatever. Uh, we just we do it first for two reasons. Um, we're we're not a charity. We we need. We need to pay, uh, build a website. We need to uh, create PR. We need to. It, it, we're, I'm not eating posters. Bonbons. Don't make themselves. Posters, you know, posters. Getting bums and seats. Getting um, the panels put together. Not that we paid the panelists, but uh, you know, we renting rooms for for that. Like we're like we had those. Anyways, it kind of gets me a little bit. People. Like, it's the producing, and anyone producing. who's produced knows how stressful it can yeah. be. And, and twenty bucks yeah. times a couple of hundred. We're talking. You know, like a hundred people. That's that's uh, not do math for me. Two thousand. <laughs> I'm not a numbers guy. Uh, that's a hundred people at twenty bucks each is two thousand dollars. And you know how quickly that can get eaten. Sure. We had more than two hundred, but in one evening, I could probably yeah. go through that. <laughs> but yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, some people are like, "You give me my forty bucks back." One person made a comment about how I should buy her a drink with her submission money because she paid forty bucks. I'm like, "Well, that was the last week, and you've known about the festival for." 
a year. Right. But I mean, I, I, like, I mean, if, if I was in your shoes and someone came and volunteered one year, I'd be like, well, you volunteer, you gave us your time last year and you're dedicated to the fest and you want to be a part of it. That seems like someone that I would want to book the mm-hmm. following year, even if it was just like an eight minute spot or something like that. Mm-hmm. But just the idea, I think. I think because we get our news so in like you know you can snap your fingers and you get your news so quickly these days. I also think that people don't realize that like oh a tweet or, that, or a post that you might put out you know one time it trickles and, down. and well but you'll remember it a year later. She it's tagged just, me on it. She's stupid to tag me on it. Well, it's just I mean yeah, and then there have been times where I've uh, I've noticed my name has been uh, put uh, mentioned in a comment and I'm not tagged in it. And then I'm like, oh, right, well, that was a mean thing that you said, so rightfully so, you didn't tag me. Right. But then other people have tagged me in the comments where you sort of like, well, you knew that I was going to read that at some point. Right. And don't you think I'm going to hold it against you at some point? Yeah, I'm remember. Gonna... remember. Right. And so it's sort of like someone might just tweet it, and it's here, and it's then, then they think it's gone, but you'll still remember it next year. Yeah, and it doesn't mean I wouldn't put uh, any one of these people who've approached me into a future festival. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> I'm but not telling you what to do. I just do, think but. it's bad. I think it's bad form. I would never ask somebody. You know, you don't get something. You don't like some of the festivals. You never even get a rejection. Or not a rejection. No, you don't. You just don't. You just find out who got in. Like JFL, God bless them. The, the festival I covet. I really want to be in JFL. You do your showcase, and the only way you find out you didn't get in was when you start seeing your friends going, "Oh my God, I'm going to JFL." Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, well, yeah. Fuck, I mean, yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the uh, yeah, welcome to the club. I mean, but everyone's sort of like, and then you want to ask the person that that's uh, showcasing, and you're sort of like, well, what? What actually did happen? But you never do. No, but and also at the same time, like, what are they supposed to say? I'm sorry, there were other people that that I thought worked better, and yeah. but and it's and it could be casting. You just don't know. It could be it could be any number of things. But uh, we jury our our we have a jury that looks at all the videos, and we do a very fair. I try to keep as fair as possible, especially since I'm part of the community, so that I can st- separate. Like I'm part of the jury, but we have other I have other women uh, looking at it, and so we we. Uh, it's, I try and score it on five different criteria, and because I'm friends with some people, some of the rest of the jury are friends with other people, and some of my friends didn't get in, and, and it's unfortunate. But it's it wasn't down. If it was down to me, they probably would have. But I can't do that. Yeah, but I mean, do you, do you, would you make that a part of one of your tactic? Like not tactics. Sorry, that's not the right word. But would you would you say that in like in that panel discussion about like how you get into festivals? I mean, mm-hmm. like that would be almost a good thing to be like, hey, you know, don't. You know, don't let all of your feelings out if you didn't get into something. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the next year if they book it, they'll remember that that you were yeah. an, an asshole. You know, the year before. Yeah. I mean, that just seems to be like a a, a, a natural thing that a lot of people don't. And uh, I, it's funny because we are very kind of emotional people, comics, aren't we? I mean, right. we, you know, like we're <laughs> women is emotional. No, <laughs> uh, but um, I mean, uh, to easily be, bruised egos. That's what yes. I would say. Yeah, and and I totally understand because you you want to be in this in your own city and whatever. But um, what I say is, I mean, we've all, all four of us have been rejected innumerable times. You just keep plowing through and you keep making your own stuff happen. And that's when you get noticed. Yeah. Well, you have to. Even like auditions, you never hear why you didn't get a part. You no. just don't get a call back. And you go, oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's not necessarily like dating where it's sort of like, news. you know, I mean, after a day, I mean, every time that like a date didn't work out, it's not like you can phone up the guy or the girl and just say, hey, now what exactly did you <laughs> did not like about me? <laughs> I wish you could, actually. That would be interesting uh, to find out what you Can you break wrong. down just, was it uh, the way I looked, the way I spoke? Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Uh, you Click. sweat. And it would be something like, oh, I sweat. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just sort of, I mean, I you'd be amazed how many things are, 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 are uh, I don't know who coined the term uh, deal breaker but it's sort of like uh, uh, 
um, the, the, you, you'd be amazed at how often like a guy can just do or a girl can just do one little thing and then you just be like, oh, oh my God, this is over with. That's so funny. Um, actually, maybe it might have been like Tina Fey actually was one of the people. And Tina Fey's like another comic too. I think, I think more when women comics don't necessarily write their material exclusively for women, mm-hmm. I think that probably opens them up more to just being a part of every festival. And not like there's anything wrong. I'm yeah. not saying there's yeah. anything wrong with writing just for just for women. Sure, no. But I think a lot. That's probably when guys feel the most ex. And that's where that reputation of of like, oh well, I can't relate to period jokes or mm-hmm. what you hate about your boyfriend, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to listen to this. Mm-hmm. So I think that the the more that the guys see comics just doing. Jokes yeah. about anything. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear about you whacking off. I mean, like, and, that, <laughs> and I hear about all that. Not you, Dave, particularly. I don't. But, okay. Um, Why well, do leave some? Vo- there was for a while. I was leaving you some voicemails, but we don't need that. <laughs> but there was. That's, that's you're like. Well, we were talking about the young, the young guys. Like, there's a lot of that. Like, I used to do. Uh, Jason Blanchard and I, when he ran the Fox and Fiddle, we used to plute to open mic bingo with the bartender, and we'd like how many young guys? Because young guys have more period jokes than girls. You watch. They talk about that, and so if they did, it was a period joke, a whacking off joke, a pooping joke. I can't remember what the fourth one was, but if they, as soon as they'd hit, you didn't say pooping joke on the mic, so I want to hear you say pooping. I joke. didn't say pooping joke on the mic. <laughs> no, I heard it, but it was just a little quieter than Poop- the other. <laughs> pooping. So we had four, four or five categories, and then as soon, like a new comic during their five minute set, they'd. They'd often hit um, each of the, uh, and we'd go, we'd, we'd have a shot when the, when one comic would hit all those four times. Oh yeah, oh wow. Yeah. And well, did I mean, you have I'm, a lot of shots then? Yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much do you expect a young comic to know about pooping? And uh, you know, that's all they know. That's, that's all I know. Like, I know. Question, yeah. question is, why is it so? Like the the, the ratio. If you go by Humber College, the ratio of. Uh, young white males, for instance, going mm-hmm. into comedy who mm-hmm. think that that's what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. It's so uh, out of proportion with anyone any, else. I know. You any know? Gen- like the women or any other uh, yeah. Um, uh, demographic. Yeah. It's yeah. just... Well, I guess I think there are more white males than anything else out there. And Reflective in society? Well, I'd say it's pretty... I think there's more women in, in the world than men. I think it's like 51%. For some men. reason, it, it's it, the it's like young white men are like, this is what I should do. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Well, Watch everyone's got to start somewhere. You can't start <laughs> fucking writing a Bill Cosby bit. Oh, yeah, Bill Cosby bit. But uh, you know, a classic CK bit or something. Yeah. You can't. You know, it takes you time to go. Oh, this isn't working anymore. People well, don't want to hear that. Story. Well, mostly what happens is maybe one or two people in each class each year Stays. continue on, and they're usually people that were already doing it anyway. And, yeah. and most people just fall well, off just, the yeah, side. Yeah, comedy in general. I mean, the four of us yeah. we've been doing comedy collectively probably. Well, a long, a lot of years. Yeah, a um, long time. But because, well, how old are we? Um, <laughs> but like, I've been doing improv, sketch, and stand up for now twenty years. Probably. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what, what do you think about the whole uh, Bill Cosby thing? Well, uh, accusations. I'm sad, but I mean, of course he did it. Jesus. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad that he's a jackass. Well, uh, well, I think it's a little sad. Yeah, it's no, sad. I'm we sad all, because we all, we all looked res- up to him. We have respect for. I him listened and... to his albums when I was a kid. You know, he made right. me laugh hard and and. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's too bad. It, I mean, it is it is too bad, but but also at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, he's he's he was such he's been famous for so long, and it, it's well, a I mean, I wonder how many women that he didn't 
have to do this to and have sex with. Uh, and then, then they're all the women that actually did drug and mm-hmm. then have sex with them. Mm-hmm. But then it, uh, then it almost, it almost seems like it starts to turn into maybe that's his fetish of having, uh, well, uh, you, uh, get, you, getting away with things. I wish you got to a courtroom where so he got charged and there's files prepped, uh, charges filed and everything else. Just, this is well, it's a statute of limitations. Well, well, why, well, why is there that? You know? Well, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not Sean, in America. Just <laughs> me. I would, I would just fix it if I could. A, uh, official charges laid in and, and, and fate, time in court and face your accusers, that kind of thing. That's what bugs me is like how in the future we're going to be like Facebook court or hashtag court. Yeah. Well, look at John Kameshi only because it's current. Did it get anywhere? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bill Cosby's accusers. And, and I, again, I, because why would you come forward? Nothing's going to happen. But then I think the, the, the tide started turning and, um, um, it's, it's really, it's really quite incredible. That's almost to the point where you kind of wish Bill Cosby never actually thought to himself, ah, I'm too old for this. <laughs> you know, if he just kept doing it, yeah. then yeah. we can bring back, then if there were like brand new charges, then we could just sort of like, then all the other ones we could sort of like, uh, re- then just then to get could, justice. But, yeah. But yeah, I know what you're saying, but it, it's, it's a hard thing, but I think. And he's an old man, and uh, I don't think that makes a difference that he's an old. No, guy. he's an old he's man in the sense that, like, the, uh, what's going to happen? Like, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate. Like, do you think he's going to go to court? No, um, he's, well, he's. Yeah, he can't go to court unless he, he did court. it. Well, there was one a story that was within the five year. Oh, really? There was, but I think it might have gotten thrown out. Now, do you, now, if you had a choice, would you rather see him uh, never admit it and go to jail? Or admit it and face public scrutiny, and be able to walk around and stuff. I would rather he admitted it. Yeah, and then still be and able and, to... and be in the full glare of of this world we live in with social media, and media, and I mean he's gonna be okay. Yeah, he'd be in his comfortable old big old house with his money, but um, I think that would hurt him personally a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Than going to jail yeah. and not admitting it. Yeah, uh, do you want, can we... He will not be at the Shida Festival. Confirm <laughs> that. <laughs> You can take that to the bank. <laughs> Finally, get into the bank for. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you enjoy shows like The View and The Talk? No, no, not at all. Really? Well, I don't watch them. I, <laughs> I, I watch The View uh, a lot, and you uh, still do. He does. It does. It me. He watches uh, The View all the time. I, but I enjoy The View. But he'll, right? he'll say he'll say he'll, he'll break up with the two. He'll break up with The View. I'm not watching I, you I'm anymore. I'm done with The View. I'm done. I didn't watch the Jenny McCarthy uh, Era, season. Uh, but I was a big Joy Behar fan, and obviously the show works better when it's uh, mostly female comics. Mm-hmm. You do need someone there who's a little more serious here and there. But the, when the show has worked the best, it's Whoopi Goldberg, it's Rosie O'Donnell. It's like really yeah. great female comics. Well, but you know what? I, I hate saying this. I, I just Whoopi Goldberg is... If I ever respected her at any one point, I totally don't respect her anymore. Really? Just, yeah, because she's... She just comes. Her opinions are just getting stupider, and and just yeah, I agree view. with that. But I she's still the one. Think she's she's the a one, good host, though. But but I mean, but yeah, but her opinions are getting so obnoxious these days, and doesn't even like. I mean, she's still. So I'd like someone to call her on the old uh, when she referred to the Roman Polanski thing. Well, that's not that's not rape. That's more like rape, rape. Do you remember she? And then she stuck up for Michael Vick. She stuck up for uh, Ray Rice. Yeah, I know. Really? After hitting his wife. Really? She didn't stick up for him. Ray Rice, but she said, listen, if you're, you shouldn't be surprised, and yes, I agree, you shouldn't be surprised if you taunt and get into a guy's face that he might hit you, but you'd figure that, a, like, every man should have a little bit more restraint. Is she, is she taking these controversial stands to be controversial? I don't no, know. No, you know what I think it is? I think she's got a lot of... D- 
you know, a lot of stuff in her past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she doesn't like to judge people. I think she doesn't like it when everyone jumps on top of someone. Like, she refused to join in on the Bill Cosby thing. That mm-hmm. caused a lot of tension because well, she would not go after Bill Cosby. And she just wouldn't do it. But she, uh, well, and, she, and Rosie O'Donnell was insisting that they do it. So, well, uh, but Whoopi Goldberg would be like, every time an accused someone would come forward, Whoopi Goldberg would be like, you know what? I got a lot of questions for that woman. But it's like, you don't have any questions for Bill Cosby? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like that sort of And then she was like, you know, Michael Vick and, uh, and the dog fighting. Well, he's from the South, and that's just what they do. Well, she's, well, she's con- definitely she has controversial opinions. But I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't care if you, I don't care where the fuck you're from. I mean, for Michael Vick to do that to another living creature, and that doesn't even get into your head, and you still think that that's okay? Yeah, you can excuse it away. Yeah. And he's back playing. He said he would never play again. Yeah, Ray Rice is going to play Is he again. playing again? Yeah. Michael, Michael Vick? Vick? Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, and, and that's that's what's even more sickening. He's sort of like, well, what does... Well, and also, people really were not informed uh, all everything that he did to those dogs. Yeah. And just Jeez, think, what else did he do to the dogs? He yanked out their teeth. He electrocuted oh, them. Yeah. If a do- I didn't know that. If, if a dog was too injured to fight again, he would just kill it? Hey, it's the South, okay? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, who, are, who are some of your favorite uh, female comics? Well, growing that, up... Um, or even let's say start with comics, and then we'll get to... Your females. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> your females. <laughs> I have all the ladies. There's no gender in I comedy. Guess so, yeah, you're right. What? No, but growing up, I was really, and maybe I really loved. We mentioned earlier uh, Carol Burnett. Yeah, she every was Sunday, the best. I was like, yeah. and, and so, and it was Vicki Lawrence and Carol Burnett were the were two of the stars. I mean, Tim yeah. uh, Con, uh, Conway and, and Harvey Corman, amazing. But she was the star. And it wasn't weird for me. And, and Mary Tyler Moore, I got to say, I wanted to be Mary Tyler Moore. Like I wanted that apartment. I wanted that job. And I actually worked in TV news for a lot of years. Kind of like really part of me is going. Oh, Mary Tyler Moore. Um, Martha Tyler Moore. Did yeah. you throw your uh, hat in the air and? Uh, <laughs> I did, but yeah, oh, no, it landed on a building. Um, and and then you know, I never got the hat back. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should have gone into javelin throwing or discus. <laughs> but yeah, so I kind of grew up and even I got to say this, Sonny and Cher. We watched that break, and Cher was funny. She I love Sonny and Cher. She was sardonic and and sarcastic, and um, but I also liked like the stand-up wise, um, Steve Martin. Um, uh, I remember. And uh, getting, I loved Mork. I loved Mork and Mindy, the TV show. Yeah, that was a great show. And um, during the height of Mork and Mindy, uh, Robin Williams put out Reality What a Concept. So I asked for it for Christmas. And my parents and I also didn't have any idea how raunchy a stand up was. <laughs> and it had a, um, a parental warning on it. But and we played, of course, you know, in the house back in the day, you had one record player in the middle of the right. living room. And I remember <laughs> playing it. And my parents were like, what did we? <laughs> but, it, it, um, but honestly, that record changed my life. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. He, that reality, what a concept that, that, um, he, I just never had laughed so hard in my life. But, and Bill Cosby, my friend had his, all his records and, um, I'd love, love to say the cool guys like George Carlin and Richard Pryor, but I really wasn't up on them until much later. Until well, I, I mean, I mean, I never really, like, I know Richard Pryor's an amazing stand up, but mm-hmm. I never really, as a kid and even now I really couldn't relate to it that mm-hmm. much. So I was always a, just a bigger George Carlin fan. Yeah. And, 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 and Bill Cosby, sadly, I mean, I could relate to his stuff just cause his young stuff as a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember I really liked, um, one thing I always find interesting about females as far as stand up goes is that, uh, back in the, like maybe like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, females were always more, it's like they were playing characters as, as doing stand-ups. Yeah. Like, like Lily Tomlin, Moms Mabley, you know, even Phyllis, jo- Diller. Phyllis Diller, even Joan Rivers to a certain, Joan Rivers was 
pretty well herself. She's probably the closest. But to I mean, uh, I think. But it's, is she a whole character? Was she playing? Because she said in her documentary, she's an actress playing a character called Joan Rivers for her whole life. Yeah, but I think that was the first time that she's ever sort of said that. Right. Uh, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg was uh, sort of like a one like a, a play. She was a, she had characters and did. Yeah, because her real name is Karen something or other. Really. Yeah, I didn't know that. She wasn't born Whoopi Goldberg, believe it. No. <laughs> uh, well, even even um, interesting. Yeah, but she, she, it is interesting now that like you know that that female comics can just be themselves on, on stage, and that more than just like oh, I should be a character mm-hmm. because it's. I mean, do you find that like a, that that guys almost find a woman with a sense of humor a little threatening sometimes? No, because guys. Well, I was asking. Oh, Martha, okay. But, Sorry. <laughs> That's right. We have a guest. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was the guest. Uh, yeah, I don't because, know. Because being funny is one thing that guys always like uh, I mean yeah we might have physical strength but then uh, if we're not the funny guy at the table and Maybe. somehow our girlfriends are more because we always the guys and, and this is just a, an insecure ego thing that a lot of guys have of just like no we want to be the funny guy as well yeah and maybe and maybe that's a defense mechanism I used to growing up because I never really had boyfriends and I was always one of the guys it was always me and the guys and maybe because I, I thought okay well I won't be uh, I don't want you to look at me as I don't know my insecurity so if I'm as funny as them they'll be my buddy and I'll, I'll have guys in my life but there's not a fear of relationships or trying to figure that out but um, yeah I've never had a, a anyone that I know of really break up with me because of you know being more dominant personality maybe you're a, too I funny a, I gotta get no, but I have, I have, a headliner and I'm a middle <laughs> well, that would be so weird dating another comic like I, I'm looking at you. I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, but no, <laughs> but I've often said that like if I'm going to date a female, I've only I've dated a few uh, comedians, uh, and that I and I don't know how other comics date. Mm-hmm. Other comics that they don't find funny. Well, that's the thing. Is because if, I've always been like, well, you know what? I can fake I love you, but I can't fake I think you're funny. <laughs> exactly. Like if if you're a headliner, do you date a middle? Like, <laughs> I, I, I love you. <laughs> that's a swing for a second here. No, I can fake I love you, but yeah. I can't fake you're funny. That's wild. Right. Well, I mean, like I think well, every girl I've gone out with, I've found you know humorous and mm-hmm. amusing. But if they're going to be comedians, I need to find them like yeah. I. Some of the long-term couples, I admire them um, and. I'm good for them, but I don't know. Like, I look around our community, and I'm like, who is funny enough that I could I could be with? Like, just yeah. based on that, like, just like you know. If, and who? If, what's the answer? Which, one, not, of us, which, one, of not, which one of us is it on the comic dating game? <laughs> That'd be a good show. No, but like in a, in a show, like if I'm, not, if I'm, not, if I'm spirits or whatever, I'm like, okay, he's kind of he's he's funny. He's funny enough, you know. But then the, the ones I find funny enough are, you know. Probably twenty years younger than me, or fifteen years younger than me. Well, and I'm also married, but, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I like how. What do I about that? You know what? Though? I always say, why let that get in the way? <laughs> yeah. No, but I do sort of sit there going, like I look at how these women. I mean, there aren't that many. There aren't that many uh, stand-up couples really anymore. Uh, well, I mean, for a while there was uh, Amy Poehler and, and Will Arnett. Yes, and that lasts a long time. I think Sarah Silverman says she only dates comics. Well, she was with Jimmy Kimmel. Now, she, no, now she's with. Um, What's his oh, name? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, the English actor who was on uh, Masters of Sex. Yeah, they don't look good together. She looks better with like, you know, a guy like uh, me. You. Like, and, uh, <laughs> a Kevin Smith type. Yes. Kevin Smith. Sarah, yeah. Well, no, she was with Jimmy Kimmel for a lot of years. And, yeah. um, he's an archaleptic. I find that funny. I didn't. Is he? Yes. I didn't know that. He takes med- he's like, uh, You can fall asleep at any time. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> on a show, even? You can oh, fall I think there's medication you could take to, you know. Yeah, cocaine, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red Bull and cocaine. Yeah, 
What not, I'm, I'm just curious that like the it's like the the bigger that your festival gets. I mean, you're just your first year having like a like a yeah. uh, a name like Margaret Cho. What what are and not necessarily with her, but what what issues are there dealing with other people like? Like when you contacted Margaret Cho, were you dealing with her people or were you dealing yeah. with her? No, her people. I haven't spoken to her yet. Okay. And she's got a lot of people. Yeah. And I was going through uh, Willie Morris Endeavor wow. or whatever wow. agency. Yeah. And so that intimidated me because, I mean, everything I'm learning for the first time, like I just like, – you don't know what you don't know. Until you just walk in. Right. What's amazing how quickly jokes become sort of tacky. I mean, as far as yeah. the, it's like the old, like, like, A, how long were GPS devices around? And then how long were GPS devices around with, uh, with a woman's voice? Yeah. And how quickly that every guy or, and comic jumped on that and said, well, my boyfriend is not going to listen to a, where a woman's telling her to go. Good yeah, direction. Yeah, so right. the baby on board jokes. I mean, God, there's so many. So what's this a weird dichotomy of like someone smart, like a Louis C.K. or like mm-hmm. a, uh, a Martha O'Neill? <laughs> and, and, and then they get guys like this, and they're probably doing well, and they're the Oh, it makes you and, crazy. Yeah. I went in Las Vegas last week. I, we were sitting pathetically at the bar playing that video poker, and there was this young guy. So there's three of us uh, women. In Vegas? Tisk tisk. I know. They yeah. keep giving you free drinks. <laughs> and there was this young guy, and it had been raining, honest to God, all day. So he was sort of, I guess he was. He didn't know he was drunk, and he didn't know he was by himself. And he's like, so he's trying to, I think he wanted Karen O'Keefe, but that's, you know, he's like, I was in the way. I was in the way of a blocked. So he was trying to, he was forced to talk to me. He's like, so what's your name? And I told him and he said, what's her name? I was like, oh, here we go. But, <laughs> um, but so we got chatting about why we were there in the comedy. And he said, oh, I, who, I love, my, you know, my favorite comic is like, he's a Dane cook. I'm like, oh uh-huh. yeah. And that's good. And, uh, and he said, don't you like him? And I said, well, he has a lot of fans. Like I try not to be too disrespectful. But it's true. And he said, oh, I think he's great. And I said, you know, it's just, he, he has, has a bit of reputation for stealing jokes. And I still have a hard time, no matter what. And he said, "Everyone steals jokes. This is just a layperson, like a right. Yeah, everyone a steals civilian. jokes. A civilian." And I'm like, "No, they don't." He's like, and he was really belligerent. I'm like, "They do not. There's a code in our community, and you do not steal other people's material." And then when he realized that I was going to be a bitch and he wasn't going to get Karen, he just moved on. But, um, but he it really angered me that that's that perception that we don't write our stuff that we just lift it from Reader's Digest or Penthouse or whatever. Well, but I mean, yeah, I think it's like the Rolling Stones' first four albums were all cover tunes, but basically of like old blues artists mm-hmm. that no one had ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Well, starting off, Eddie Murphy said he stole a bunch of Richard Pryor stuff. He do it's not, I'm not stealing. It's a tribute. Yeah, 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 I think later on he admitted it, it being. A, and also Rosie O'Donnell said her first you know couple of years were all. Jerry Seinfeld's act. Really? Yeah. I can't even fathom doing that. I know. Well, I don't think he, it's harder to imagine doing that now. Now, yeah. But I think in the 80s when... There was a, no internet. There was no internet and there wasn't as much TV and the, you know, and there was that rule out of like, hey, if you did the joke on TV, it's yours. And, uh, yeah. and I mean, that rule is still kind of out there, but... There was a guy at my high school and I was into comedy listening to the late night, those radio shows on, mm-hmm. on uh, Chum FM, those mm-hmm. late night shows. Oh, yeah. And this guy came on to my high school and he was like... Ex student, he come on Joe somebody. Mm-hmm. He come on a Don Taylor Gary. He come on to like an assembly and do basically all of Howie Mandel's bit, like including handbag wow. and the Bob and Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel is actually one of my early records too that influences. Oh, I, I loved him. I thought he was great. great. And and I was like, I, everyone was laughing. I'm like, no, that's no, not. That's he's not, like, that's he's stealing it. You know, like yeah. Oh, and nobody so cared. That's you the thing is nobody. Uh, the, the outrage that I feel is that nobody cares that this is happening, and and like the audiences just don't care. They just like well, well you don't see it as such a big deal. Like yeah. why? Why is it a big deal? He's doing yeah. yeah. That was cover bands. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it gets me because we do have a code, and and I think the only way we're gonna 
stick together is to stick by this, you know, like and really have each other's backs and write your own material and support each other at shows. And, and uh, like you guys even have me on that. Like, it was so nice because, you know, this is a festival that you're never, ever, ever going to be in. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I might, go, I might Bruce Jenner myself just to get on this shot. 